Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective! Well, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. <clears throat> wow, you can hear it in my voice. It is early in the morning. Welcome back, gentlemen, to another episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian men. Man, it kind of pays off to record early in the morning because I got that radio voice. That radio voice. <laughs> ah, forgive me. Yeah, that's crazy. That's literally how I sound right now. There is no filter, no editing to that voice. <clears throat> man, excuse me. Well, hey, gentlemen, uh, it is good to be back on the podcast. And uh, once again, I appreciate your patience in waiting. It is not my intention to record one podcast a month, but lately it's just been, man, as I've been sharing, and I don't mean to keep going around the same thing, but my schedule has just been really insane lately and just so much to do. And yeah, it's been challenging, but here I am. And again, once again, my intention and my desire is to record a podcast once a week. So here I am. And uh, I've actually recently just made a tweak in my schedule, my my job, um, w- which they're awesome there. They're extremely they're they're aware of my my uh, ministry work as well and they've been very gracious and very willing to uh, to do what they can to help me in, as far as uh, working with my schedule so I'm super grateful for that for my company for uh, being willing to so I've been able to shift my schedule a little bit to give me a bit more time in the morning so that 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 gives me liberty and freedom to uh, record easier and by the grace of God, I can be- get back into my weekly routine of podcasts because that's what I used to always do once a week. And um, But 2023 has been an absolute stretch of my my faith and energy along with my wife and, and our family. And uh, But God is good and God knows what he's doing. Uh, not sure if you've noticed, but I updated the podcast logo. And uh, I'm not sure if you're much of a podcast logo looker at her, but uh, the podcast has changed or the the logo has changed uh, for the frontline podcast for Christian men. And um, yeah, so that's happening. And um, what else has been happening? Uh, You you can uh, I, I changed all my social media handle. So you can find me if you want to follow with follow connect with me on on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Uh, you can find me at Matt Frederick Knoll. Yes, that is my middle name, Frederick with a K. So Matt Frederick Knoll, that's my handle on everywhere online right now. If you want to 
find what I'm doing online. I post the podcast in audio format on YouTube. And uh, I used to do video, but I just finding time to properly record a video. Um, it just hasn't been available. So I do post them on audio there. Um, what else is new here? I want to give a shout out to uh, to my buddy, uh, my good friend, my good brother, uh, Gabriel Perez. He does a podcast called the Heartworking Dad Podcast. It's targeted towards Christian fathers. And um, they're shorter. They're about 10 to 15 minutes, his podcast. And I want to encourage you to check it out. It's the Heartworking Dad. That's heart as in H-E-A-R-T, the Heartworking Dad podcast and uh you can check out what he's doing on the podcast there and also he's got a um he's got a website i believe it's just the heartworkingdad.com and um but if you go to his socials i'm sure you can find a link to his website and he offers a course for um i don't know how many weeks it is but it's it's a course that he offers for the heartworking dad and so I would encourage you just to check out what he's doing there. He's a, he's a genuine, uh, real, raw, hilarious, great man of God. And, um, and he's got a real heart to, to, to reach out to Christian dads, Christian fathers. And um, even if, you know, especially if you're feeling like you're not worthy enough to be, a, like you're not good enough to be a good Christian dad or father and you're just not doing a great job. Uh, he's got a real heart for people like that, for men who just feel like they're just missing the mark. And um, he, he's a real source of encouragement as well. So I just want to give a plug for him. He's doing a great work. And I just want you to connect with that work that he's doing. Again, the heartworkingdad.com. You can find out everything that he's doing and this course uh, that he's offering as well. He's put a lot of time in, and work into that to, to make it uh, a great resource for Christian fathers. So, so check that out. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Last week, I'm driving home from work and... I, I I drive past this this townhouse complex uh, just kind of a few streets away from where I'm at, and there's this fence along the side of it. And as I'm driving beside that fence, which I do every single day, um, I see in the corner of my eye these three like probably 11, 12 year old boys. And I can see in the corner of my eyes while I'm driving down the road that the one boy was winding up, looking like he's gonna throw a you know trying to throw out somebody at home plate like he. And I saw him in the corner of my eye th- starting to wind up and get ready to chuck something. It looked like right towards me, but I wasn't sure. And I, and I saw him take the motion and, and he followed through with his right arm and he, and he chucked something. And, and probably three seconds later, I feel I hear a, like a multiple things just pelting my car. And it was really loud. Now, my car, I, I'm really not concerned about my car, you know, if it leaves a dent or a paint or paint scratch or nothing. Yeah, I drive a 2005 Honda Civic, so I'm believing God for an upgrade soon. But hey, it gets me to work and I'm grateful. And so this thing, these things pelt me, whatever it was on my car. And and I, I had to turn the corner anyway, because I always turn that corner literally right there to go to my house. And so I turn the corner. I'm like, I'm going to go in to the parking lot of this townhouse complex and I'm going to I'm going to give these kids a lesson, right? I wasn't going to I wasn't going to do nothing wrong. I was just going to let them know that this is not cool. So, I drive around into the parking lot and when I get around the corner, I see the one boy who I knew was the chucker. He had quite the arm too. I was quite impressed. Uh, he starts running off and his other two buddies stay there cuz they know they're they're, you know, innocent. 
<laughs> so I drive by them as the as the as the guilty dude is running. He's beelining it, you know, for mommy and daddy. And I drive up, my windows down, and I just say, "Hey, hey!" And I and I call them out. And he stopped actually, and he's probably like forty feet away from me. And he looked at me, and I said, "Hey, come here, come here!" And he actually came to me. So I'm in my car, and I stay there. And uh, he comes to my car about, you know, six feet away from my window and just stands there. You can see the guilt all over his face, right? He just sits there. His hands are together at his front. And he's just like, yes, sir. I'm like, hey, do you think it's a really good idea to be checking things on the road like that? No, no, I don't. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's not a good idea. What do, you, what, do you think, what do you think you're trying to do? I said, you're going to cause an accident, man. I said, listen, I don't care about my car. I said, you can see it's an older model car. But what if I was some old woman and you freaked me out? Because, man, trust me, it was loud when you threw those things at me. He, he ended up throwing a, bunch, a handful of those crab apples, like, you know, half an inch in diameter crab apples or rock hard. And it was loud. It sounded like a just like a some sort of machine gun just pelting the top of my car. I said, you could really freak someone out and cause an accident, man. Like, you can't be doing that. You're setting a bad example for your buddies down there. I said, listen, it's not smart. You got to stop doing that. You don't, you know, use your brain. And he's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and then he apologized. And I drove off and I was like, yes, I taught that boy a lesson. And I could literally see him like 10 seconds later, kind of running with his friends again and laughing as if, you know, but hey, I, I did what I had to do. So. But anyways, let's get to today's topic, gentlemen. Let's, I, I can't. I'm so sorry. Today we're talking about when a man needs a new beginning. Do you ever just feel like you need a new start, a fresh start? There's so many areas of our lives where it just things can get very stale. Things can get very dry. Things can get very just, I I am done with this season. I can't take this season anymore. I can't take this job anymore. I can't take this this pressure anymore. I, I, can't, I can't keep going like that. I need a new beginning, a new start, a, f- a clean slate, a fresh beginning, right? That's what we're talking about today. And um, I want to start by reading a, a passage in the Bible from Isaiah chapter 43, <clears throat> this is God speaking to his his people Israel in the scriptures in the Old Testament scriptures and uh, Isaiah 43:15 to 19 God is saying this he says I am the Lord your holy one Israel's creator and king I am the Lord who opened a way through the the waters making a dry path through the sea I called forth the mighty arm of excuse me, the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned and their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. He was talking about, he was reminding Israel the time where he delivered them from Egypt through the Red Sea and he destroyed the enemy. He's like, but forget all that. That was one thing that I did, but forget all that. He says, it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Forget all that. I know that was a great story. I know that was a great, powerful miracle that I did for, for Israel, for you, for my people. But he's, God's like, forget all that because it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Amen. Even that right there should give you some hope, gentlemen. You and I can think of situations and times in our lives where God came through. And that's a powerful story. But God's like, okay, that, that story had its time to tell. That story had its, its place in your life, but it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. 
And you just need to hold on to that, gentlemen. God has things he's going to do, amen? And he, he says in verse 19, for I am about to do something new. I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And listen, that is the Christian life in a nutshell. Okay, here it is. You ready for it? Here is your Christian life in a nutshell. Number one, God did. Number two, God is doing And number three, God will do. That is your Christian life and my Christian life in a very simple nutshell, okay? We all have things that God did in our past, right? Man, God, I look back and I just see your your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, your redemption in my life. God, you pulled me through that horrible situation. God, you provided that that you know that money for rent or whatever you provided that healing in my body or my family's body like god you you did you did you did and and we can all look back and and look at things and times that god did in our lives and 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 then there's also things right now that god is doing in your life god is doing something right now in your life gentlemen and there's also things in your future however long that is that God will do. So that's our life in a nutshell. God did, God is doing, and God will do. Amen. So number one, let's look at this. God did part of our lives. What this is, what the God did is is in our lives is that's our testimony, right? I was lost. I was a moron. I was a mess. I was a screw up. I was selfish. I was prideful. I was, you know, lost in sin, but God saved me. I was lost, but then God did something and God saved me. I was addicted, but God set me free. I was hopeless, but God gave me hope. I was an absolute mess, but Jesus had mercy on me and pulled me out of the mud. Right? You ever been in a, in a t- time in your life where you literally feel like you're like you're sunk in mud, you're neck high in mud? Well, the psalmist in Psalm 40 relates to that. Listen to what he says, Psalm 40, 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me, and he heard my cry. Right? There's not, not much more you can do when you're neck, neck deep in mud than cry, right? <laughs> your hands and your feet aren't going nowhere, so all you can do is cry. He says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and out of the mire, There are times in life, gentlemen, where we feel like literally we are in despair. God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. God, I feel literally like it's over, like there's no hope. I'm, I'm in a desperate mode. I'm in the pit of mud. I'm in the pit of despair. And the psalmist says, he turned to me and he heard my cry and he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, out of the mire. It's the only way that he could have got out of the mud is from God right? There's no other way. He goes on, he says, he set my feet on solid ground and he steadied me. God pulled him out of the mud and put his feet on solid ground and he steadied me as I walked along. He's given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed and they will put their trust in the Lord. See, it's the testimony. God did is the testimony. 
I was mess. I was a mess. I was stuck in mud, but God had mercy on me and God pulled me out of the mud, out of despair. And he put me on solid ground. He changed my life. He gave me reason for living. He steadied me as I lo- as I walked along the road. He gave me a new song, a new hymn of praise to our God. That's your testimony, what God did in your life. And then many will see it and they will be amazed and they will also put their trust in God. Do you understand, gentlemen, that what God has done in your life is the story that God wants you to share with people around you of what God did for you? And they will see it and hear it and be like, man, if God did that for you, God can do that for me. Amen. It's your testimony and it's powerful. And God wants to use your story to help people, to glorify God, that people will see what God has did, done in your life. And every Christian has a God did story. Amen? Maybe right now you're like, I need a God did story. I'm in the mud right now. And I need God to do something in my life right now. Amen? But listen, the only way to have God do in your life, what God wants to do is, is, listen to me, is total and complete surrender. Let me say that again. The only way to have God do in your life, what God wants to do is for you to be a hundred percent all in total and complete surrender to God, holding nothing back like that that's all that's all you can do that's all he wants is total surrender you are in the mud there's nothing you can do you can't get out of the mud on your own so stop trying to get out of the mud in your own strength gentlemen you're just going to wear yourself down even more you're going to make things worse stop trying to get out of the mud on your own yes i'm not saying that don't you know i'm not saying you're not responsible to to, to be wise and make good choices. You know, it's not like you just, oh yeah, I'm giving up. Oh, I'm giving up and just letting God do everything. No, I'm not saying that at all. You still have choices to make. You still have to be walking in wisdom, in the fear of God, you know, making sure you're not going stupid places, doing stupid things, getting involved with stupid women or stupid situations in your life that are harmful and sinful and perverted, right? You're in the mud. So stop, you, you know, yeah, you can't get out on your own, but it doesn't mean you're, you know, not responsible for wise choices still. But but while you walk in wisdom, while you do what you can do for the glory of God, trust and surrender completely that God is going to be the one to pull you out of this in your total surrender with nothing back. And listen, you can't fool God. God knows if you're holding something back from him. Maybe there's something in your life that he's been speaking to you about to to lay it down finally, once and for all, lay it down, give it up. And God knows if, if you have or not. And if you're struggling to do it, God's good. God's gracious for that as well. He'll give you all that you need. He'll surround you with, with godly men that, that can help you lay things down. They, they can encourage you to lay things down. They can be praying for you and holding you accountable to help lay things down. Amen. But stop trying in your own strength and just surrender. Let Jesus pull you out of the mud and let the Lord give you a God did testimony. Amen. Number two, God is doing. God's doing something in your life right now, gentlemen. 
And the question is, what is God doing in your life right now? What is God doing in your life right now? You might say this, okay? And I, trust me, I've said this before many, many times in my life. You might say, God is doing nothing. I don't even sense him with me, right? You ever feel like that? Maybe you're like, bro, that's me right now. Literally, that's me right now. God is doing nothing. I've been praying. I've been seeking. I've been waiting. I've been praying. I've been praying and I've been praying and God is doing nothing. I don't even sense God with me right now. Uh, trust me, I know how that feels. That That's not a good feeling. I know, okay? But but I want to say that if you're feeling like he's not doing anything, he's actually doing something very powerful. And what that is, is he's, he's testing you in your faith right now. If you feel like God is doing nothing, like he's nowhere to be found, and you know that your heart is towards him, your heart longs for him, your heart desires to do his will in your life, and you feel like he's the furthest away like he's ever been, it's because he's testing you in your faith right now. That's what he's doing. He's testing you. Sometimes God has to step back and let us go through some quiet time where we don't feel him with us. We don't hear his voice and it sucks. Trust me, I get it. But he's doing something. He's doing something. God is doing something in those times. He's testing you and growing you in his faith. Maybe you might say, God right now is giving me such revelation of who he is. I'm getting such understanding of of who Jesus is, who God is, who, you know, who the Holy Spirit is. I'm getting revelation of scriptures. God is just ministering to me, speaking to me, just downloading new insight and truth of, of the Bible to me. You know, I feel his presence so near to me right now. And I would just say to you, if that's if that's what God is doing in your life right now, I would say enjoy that. That that is beautiful. I've had times like that in my life as well. I, I've had times where God is just, man, he's just ministering and growing and, and stretching and blessing and showing favor and giving revelation and insight and it's beautiful, amen? Enjoy that season. Maybe God's doing that right now in your life. You might say that, man, God right now in my life is really dealing with some specific sin issues in my life. He's revealing so much dirt and junk in me. He's bringing all this dirt to the surface and he's cleaning me. He's cleansing me. He's cleaning me up, man. Maybe that's what God is doing in your life right now. And that's also very good. Everything that God does is good. So whatever it is that God is doing in your life right now, you can be 100% sure it's good. It's good. It reminds me of Romans 8, 28, for God is working all things together for your good. According, uh, sorry, I messed up. I, I'm thinking Ephesians 3, 20, Romans 8, 28, for all things work together for the good of those who love God and the, who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. That's true. And so God is working everything out right now. Everything he's doing, he's working it out for your good. And so you can take that, take that to the bank. A hundred percent you can. So even if it doesn't feel good, if God is doing it, it is good. Amen. And so that's what you're, you're right now. You're like, man, he's not doing anything, but he is. You might be like, man, God is just doing such great things in my life. And I would say, enjoy that time because it won't last forever. And you might be like, yeah, God is really just bringing some sin issues up in my life and dealing with me and, and sanctify me. That's the, that's the work of sanctification in your life. So, so however it looks for you, gentlemen, God is working. God is doing something in your life right now. 
Okay, so so we learned that God did. God's given you a God did story, a testimony that you have. Man, God pulled me out of that. You have a you have a a, a a realization that right now God is doing. So God did. God is doing. And thirdly and lastly, God will do. Gentlemen, it is not over. God has new things up ahead for you. He does for your marriage, for your children, for your family. Your job is to completely surrender, completely trust him, trust his plan, trust his ways, trust his word, trust his promises, trust in his truth, and just keep moving forward and watch what God will do. And it, it will not be in your timeline. It will not be on your schedule. It will not be the way that you think it's supposed to be, gentlemen, okay? It's going to be the way that God knows it needs to be, but he's got new things in store for you. I want to encourage you that God has a new beginning for you. God has a new beginning for your marriage. God has a new beginning for your manhood. God has a new beginning for your sons, for your daughters. God has a new beginning for your your career, for your job. God has a new beginning for your, your life of living in purity. God has a new beginning, a new beginning for your health. God has a new beginning, a new start. Amen. God will do something new in your life. I believe that with all my heart. I want to remind you of what we just read at the beginning of the podcast. Isaiah 43, I am the Lord, your God, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. See, that's what God did. God opened up the the Red Sea for them. God did that. He says, I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like the smoldering candle. But God did that. God opened up the Red Sea. God destroyed the enemy. God did that for his people. Amen. That's their testimony. God did that. He says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. There it is. God will do something new. Forget the old. God has something new. Forget the past. God has something new. Amen? Forget the past, gentlemen. God has something new up ahead. You might be like, bro, listen, I'm 60 years old. There's still there's still future ahead of you, gentlemen. There's still future. You might be, bro, I'm in the mud right now. Well, surrender to God. Stop figuring it out on your own and trust God. Let him pull you out and launch you into your new, into your new. Amen. Into your new. (sighs) Man, I feel this so strong that we are in a season where God is doing some new things, gentlemen. God wants to do some new things. So let go and let him do it. Stop. Let go. Lay it all down. All of it. Put everything on the table before God and say, God, I surrender. Do whatever you want to do. Do something new. I need a new beginning. Amen. He says, forget all that old stuff. It's nothing. I know it was great, but it's forget about it now. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. Amen. Amen. Oh, I believe that, Lord. I believe that, Lord, for everybody listening today, God. Lord, you see how long of a season it's been, God. How dry, how lifeless, how empty, my God. Bring whoever's listening to this podcast, bring them into that new start, that fresh start, that new beginning, God. Give them, Holy Spirit, give them grace, I pray, in the name of Jesus, to forget the things of their past. 
Oh God, all those things that want to bring shame and guilt and condemnation. Lord, wipe that clean from their life, God. Wipe that clean from their memories, God. God, give them grace to leave all that behind and to move forward into the the new thing, God, that you want to do in Jesus' name. Listen, gentlemen, God, God is all about new. He loves doing a new thing. Amen. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anyone who belongs to Jesus Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That is what God does. Amen? That is what only God can do. A counselor can help you only to to a certain point. Uh, A pastor can only help you to a certain point. Trust me, I know that because I am a pastor and I can only help people to a certain point. Amen? God is only God and God can only do what God can only do. Amen? And God can take a person, a wretched sinner like me, like you, and he can make us new. Amen? Is that not amazing? There's no greater miracle than that, that God can take an absolute wretched man. I think of the Apostle Paul and and he, he, he hated Jesus. He hated Christians. He, he would torture and, and, and beat and, and he watched them murder Stephen, a man of God. And he, he condoned it and was thrilled about it. And, and he hated Jesus and he hated Jesus' followers. And, and Jesus met him and had mercy on him and changed his life and, 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 and said, I'm going to use you to preach the gospel, you know, to the Gentile nations all around. And, and God raised up the apostle Paul and made him a new man. He made him a new man and he gave him, he gave him a new start, a new beginning, amen? And anybody that belongs to Jesus Christ, you are a new person, gentlemen. Your old life has nothing to do with you anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Yes, there, there will be consequences. You need to understand that. When you confess your sins to God, the things of your past sinful life, when you confess that to God, you immediately are, are 100% forgiven by God. But yes, there will still be consequences that you have to face and deal with and that are going to bring some pain. But God will, God will give redemption in those areas too. And it'll take some time for God to heal but you are a new person. You are a new man. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Amen. Second Corinthians 5.17. Listen to Ezekiel 36.26. And I will give you a new heart. Right? We're talking about new beginning, a new start. I'll give you a new heart, God says. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. That is the work of God. God can make a new man. God can give you a new heart. God can give you a new spirit, a new beginning. God will do something new. Isaiah 65, 17. Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. That that day is going to come, gentlemen, where God makes a new heavens and a new earth. Do you know that in the book of, it's, it's in First or Second Peter, that the Bible says that this earth is going to be burned with fire, destroyed by fire, and God's going to make a new earth. And that new earth will be the new earth that we rule and reign with Jesus forever. We're not just going to be in heaven 
for all eternity. We we go there when when Christians die, where our spirit man is in heaven with the Lord, and and then but one day we're gonna be given a new body, and 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 we're gonna live on the new earth, and there's gonna be new heavens, and we're literally gonna see and touch and feel like it's gonna be, but everything's gonna be literally perfect and beautiful and amazing, the way that God in, intended it to be in in the beginning. But God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. God does new things. Amen? And so I just want to encourage you with that. And, you know, lately in my life, and, and I'll just share a little bit with you if you've made it this far in the podcast. I hope you have. Um, but God's been doing a new work in my life with my wife, Cindy, and and our kids and, uh, and our church is, is a big one. And uh, this whole year has been a... Uh, a season of of growth and God tearing some things down and God rebuilding some new things, uh, mainly within our church, within our ministry. My wife and I have been involved in in church ministry for about 19 years. We were, we were married for about a year and then God called us into the ministry and, and we started in youth ministry and got involved in worship ministry and um, and then the rest has been history and God's, it's been quite the journey. But um Lately, the Lord has, so we joined, my, my dad and my mom, they planted a church in our city about nine years ago, and it was called Freedom Life Church. And for the first two years, my wife and I, we were ministering. Um, I was an assistant pastor, and we helped in worship at a, a different church in, in our city. And for the first two years of, of my dad's church plant, we, we never felt released to go and join them. And uh, after two years with a lot of prayer, God brought us to a place where we felt released that we were to go and join them and, and help serve alongside of them in an assistant role. And uh, and again, that was seven years ago. And so about a, about a year ago, maybe um, around this time, yeah, about a year ago, my dad approached me and, and said, Matt, he's just been praying and thinking that, you know, we, we should be considering that, you know, we start transitioning you into becoming the lead uh, pastor at Freedom Life Church. And so, you know, we immediately didn't jump on it at all. We didn't, there was no like, yeah, let's do it right now. Let's get this thing done. And that's something God's been teaching me is just to, just to wait upon the Lord more. And because for me, my personality is let's just do it right away. Yeah, let's do it right away. You know, let's, let's just get her done. And, uh, and I've learned that doesn't work. And, um, you know, there, there needs to be a waiting season. And so, um, we, we waited and we prayed about it and, uh, the new, the, the new year came in. So the beginning of 2023, uh, we were at a point, my wife and I, and, and my kids, um, we, we, we just didn't know what God was doing and we didn't know what God wanted to do. And we knew that we needed a fresh start. Like we needed a new beginning and, and it was really heavy, like really heavy. And, but we didn't know what it was. And so when you don't know what to do, gentlemen, it's important that you wait on God. Okay. I just want to encourage you with that wait on God. And so there was even times where we consider like, maybe, maybe our time at this church is done. And, and, you know, and we thought like, well, we don't really want to leave my parents, but we know that we can't, you know, we can't just stick around somewhere if it's, you know, just for your, your mom or dad or family member, if God is truly leading you somewhere else, but we just didn't know. And so we were considering all of our options here and, and we didn't know what to do. So we were waiting and praying and waiting and praying. And, 
and um, sometime in January, February, uh, we we just felt impressed that we we sat down with with my mom and dad, and and we felt yeah, you know, we do feel that um, after a lot of waiting and a lot of praying, we you know, many months went by since my dad first asked me about taking the lead role. We got to the the place where it was like we do feel that this is the next step for us that we're to to step in to start this transition of of taking the lead role. And literally, as soon as we did that, it, it's as if just all hell broke out and opposition just started to just um, really come against this transition in so many ways. And I'm not, I'm not, I'll spare the details, but um, just a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. Um, we had a, a number of people leave the church um, over a few month time period that was extremely painful, extremely difficult to, to understand and to, to, to realize. And, and we're still, you know, feeling the effects of that, but, but God allowed it and, and God was working out his new plan in all of it. And, and it seemed like we, we began to realize quickly that God was immediately and literally I'm no word of, I say all this before God, it was literally like the week after we verbally agreed to take the lead role to start the transition where just, it seemed like God just started to just pull the rug out from, from under us in certain areas and, and started to make a new foundation. Um, because if you're building something new, like you gotta, you need a new foundation when, when there's a new house built, you know, they tear down the old house, um, and they'll make sure the foundation's strong enough and they'll restore and rebuild that foundation before they start to rebuild, before they can start to rebuild that new house. And, and that's what God has been doing, making a new foundation. And so, um, months and months went by and, and a lot of things, um, happened and, and God was testing faith and growing faith. And just, there was many times, I'll be honest, there was many times it's like, God, I can't keep doing this. I can't, we all felt that way. Um, and, and we just can't keep doing this, Lord. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's this new thing? God, I thought this is not what we expected. This is not at all how we thought this transition was going to go. And so back in the month of August, uh, just to catch you up, um, so about six or seven months went by and uh, the, the the plan was that in September, um, it would become official for me to be the lead pastor. And so um, because September is kind of a new new start for church ministry a lot of times, and so September 3rd, um, my my dad um, felt strong that that was the morning that we were to, he was, and the board was to co- commission me and my wife into taking the lead role into moving the church forward into, you know, into the future. And that was September 3rd. So about just almost two months ago. And then, um, so that week, my wife and I were out for coffee and uh, it was Friday, September 8th. And my wife and I were sitting there talking about the church and just talking about this new thing that God's doing. And there was a lot of uncertainty. And in that moment, we were just like, because we we had some plans to move forward. Like we had some different ministries that we thought we would start, you know, like a, a, a specific Bible study and some certain ideas to move forward into it to take the lead role. Um, but But we just felt like we're not sure about it anymore. And everything on this day, on September 8th, the very week after, you know, my dad laid hands on me and prayed for me and commissioned me as the lead pastor of the church, we just felt this like, 
we can't move forward like this. And so God really impressed on our hearts there in that Tim Hortons drinking coffee that we were to pause everything except, you know, we'll keep meeting on Sundays for worship, but we're not going to proceed with any midweek ministries or anything. Um, and just, we're going to seek God. And my wife, my wife said that we, it's like, we need to get some marching orders from God. And and when she said marching orders, I'm like, it's so true. It's like, we know we need to march forward with this lead role and and lead the church forward, but we don't know what to do. We need some marching orders. Like in, like a, like a, like soldiers will go to the general and say, general, what, what are your directions? What are your marching orders for us? What do you want us to do here? And that's what we felt we needed to do. And so um, that Sunday, September 10th, I actually called my dad right away, literally right away. I, I left my coffee on my table and I called my dad and said, dad, we just feel really impressed that we need to pause everything and just seek God's marching orders. We need to seek God's direction in prayer and worship. And so he agreed a hundred percent. So that Sunday, so a week after I was commissioned in as lead pastor, um, that Sunday, September 10th, uh, I preached on seeking God's direction in our lives, and and we announced to the church that we'd be pausing everything, and for the next number of weeks, however long God would want us to, on Wednesdays, we'd be meeting at the church for a time of prayer and worship, um, seeking God's marching orders. And so um, that first Wednesday, uh, September the 13th, um, I, I was working my day job, which I do, and... Um, I was driving home from work that day, September 13th, and I, I was just driving home. I wasn't praying. I wasn't thinking about it, anything. And uh, and sure enough, two words came out of my mouth about four or five times, literally out of nowhere. And what just came out of my mouth, again, I wasn't thinking about this at all. And it came, these words, frontline church, frontline church. And I, and I said that like about four, five times in a row, frontline church. And probably a few minutes after I said that, I, you know, I thought to myself that, Hey, that sounds kind of cool. Like, what does it mean? Why am I saying that? I literally just came out of my mouth, frontline church. And so then I left it. And this was the first Wednesday, you know, I got home that we were going to do this seeking God's marching orders. And so um, I got home and then had a coffee with my wife and we were just, you know, ready to go. And so we went that Wednesday night to church and uh, we had a good turnout of people um, come. And uh, we, we did, we had a time of worship. We had a time of prayer for about an hour or so, just seeking God, Lord, show us your plan. Show us your heart here, God, we're waiting on you. We're just pausing everything. And um, at the end of the night, this, this woman of God um, had a word. She's like, I just feel I have a word for the church. And so I was literally at the front with my guitar on my, on my lap, you know, sitting there and, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so she said, she said this, she said, I just feel the spirit saying that we're to pray into the name of our church, pray into the name of our church. And, you know, when you hear that, you know, I'm sure other, everybody that heard her say that had different thoughts of what she was mean, meaning, but immediately in that moment, I was taken back to an hour and a half before when I was driving home and God, I knew it was him put those words on my on my mouth saying frontline church. I immediately was taken back to that. So I'm like, okay, we need to pray into the name of the church and just go, what do you mean, God? What are we what does this mean? Praying into the name of the church. So we I I let it I let it go. I didn't tell my wife anything that happened until the day after. And uh 
And we begin to do that. We begin to pray into the name of our church. And and we were considering, God, are you renaming our church? Are you, is this, and this is literally the first day after pausing everything and God impressing that upon our hearts to pause everything and, and and we did and and it's just like immediately God began to speak and so for for three four five weeks we put that aside and we begin to pray into the name of our church Lord are you changing the name of our church are you giving us a new beginning a new start God is this part of the new beginning that you're doing in our life and in our ministry and in our church is is, is this it you know, frontline church. Is this it? Is something there, God? And so as we begin to pray into that, God began to speak into that. And God began to give vision. And I, and I started to write the vision down of of having, you know, part of of a frontline church that we'd have midweek missions. And and God began to, to give me midweek missions where once a month on a Wednesday, we'd have, you know, we're going to have an outreach night. We we desire to have uh, an outreach night called The Bunker, a, a Christian coffee house outreach night, um, reaching out into, to our community. Um, we're having a once a month marching orders, prayer and worship night, which came from how we found this new beginning at our church. Um once a, a month on a Wednesday, we're having frontline family dinner. Like in Acts chapter two, they would meet and have meals together and share and joy and and laughter and celebration and worship to God over a meal. So once a month on a Wednesday, we're having frontline family dinner where we literally all bring some food together at the church and we have a family dinner together where we 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 talk and catch up and pray and just enjoy a meal together. And God just began to give. The, these new visions and, and and new mission for our church and in this new beginning and God's done that and 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 so so this whole year about eight or nine months has been this really 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 difficult transition season that has just worn me and my wife completely down like it's been really really challenging and that's the reason why I haven't been able to record as many podcasts because of just the extent of this transition. It's just been like none other. Like we've, this has been the most challenging and I believe the greatest year so far of our ministry together as husband and wife. And it's been very hard, but it's been very necessary. And so God's given us a new beginning in ministry. God's given us a new vision for our church. God's given us a new church name, Frontline Church. And, you know, I didn't realize that three and a half, you know, almost three and a half years ago when I started this podcast, when I called it Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, I God in that time was actually preparing me and my wife for for what he knew would come as Frontline Church. And it just seems like God is connecting all of it together. I, about a year and a half ago, my wife and I were talking about, about vision for the, you know, where's God taking the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men? Like maybe we'll have another one called Frontline Marriage and we could do a podcast together. And, and now, you know, three, you know, almost three and a half years down the road. Now we have a, a new beginning of our church ministry, Frontline Church, and it's all becoming clear after so much battle. It's all starting to connect and become clear. So God's given us a new name. God's given us a new vision. God's given 
a, a new foundation for our church to build on, for our ministry to build on. God's given the church new leadership. We've been commissioned by God and by by Pat, my 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 father and by the board to to lead the church forward into this new start. He's given us a new beginning, and and so um, last Sunday we we shared that vision with our church and um and the the reception of it has been awesome and god's given us a new name a new logo um and and so we're upgrading the the social medias the website like everything's new god's doing something new and and whenever god does something new gentlemen it's a transition it's a process and so we're in that process now of a new beginning and it's been a doozy but but praise god and and to god be the glory and so we're moving forward and uh got a new logo for the podcast um our website is um frontlinechurchkw.com so you can check out the new things that we're starting to put on there if you want and um and yeah and all of our social media is um at frontline church kw and um you can you can follow us there if you want to and uh yeah and so i i just hope this podcast encourages you because i wanted to share with you the new things that god has been doing in my life the reasons for me being you know not really available um to record as much as i've been wanting to but i'm trusting that i get back into that as of now and um, and just to let you know the new things that God is doing, I, I believe God has some new things He's going to do in the Frontline Podcast as well. Um, and so I'm just trying to take it one step at a time and letting the Lord lead. And so uh, again, if you if you want to connect with me, we actually we have a, a a Frontline Men's Prayer that we've been doing for about a year now on Zoom, and it's every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, because I'm a good old Canadian boy, so it's EST 4 p.m. And uh, if you want to join me on that prayer, I've had a lot of guys say, yeah, I'd love to join. And I actually haven't seen them join yet. So if that's you, come on, I want you. You'll see the link. I want you to join. Um, We we have, uh, you know, typically it's been about four to seven guys who join. And uh, it's just a great time of prayer. We share burdens. We 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 let you know each other know how we're doing what we're going through what we could use prayer for and we then we just pray for each other so if you want to join it's frontline men's prayer on zoom fridays at 4 p.m eastern standard time connect with me on social media at matt frederick newell um you can you know if you can please i'd love for you to uh leave a rating and review for the podcast um share it with your friends thanks for listening guys i hope that you're encouraged and um yeah I think that's all I have to say, but it's good. It's good to be back, man. And until next time, God bless guys. Just keep standing, keep fighting on the front line for the glory of God. See you next time. Thanks for joining me on the front line. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. 
One more thing, if you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.